Welcome back to What Gear Reviews for the third ever What Gear Podcast. Um, and it's me, it's Troy, some will be the games master. We've got AV Dave over there in Cambridge. Hello. We've got Cartoon Charlie in uh, Lincoln. Today, Charlie. I'm in Lincoln again. Yeah, I'm in Lincoln again this week, yeah. He's in Lincoln. So uh, we were talking about this just before uh, we started this podcast today. It's about uh, some of you people out there might be familiar with what gear on YouTube, maybe even the website. And then there might be some of you that have never heard of us, have no idea what, we, uh, what we're all about, what we do. Um, so I want to give a brief, uh, brief history of, uh, of what, what gear is. So uh, basically, uh, what gear, it kind of started um, when I was actually working for Sony ages ago. So I had no intention of starting a YouTube channel, none at all. I started working for them and they did an internal competition. Uh, I knew nothing about video editing or anything like that, but I did know the products. So uh, I reached out to Charlie. Um, Charlie, uh, me and Charlie were working for Warner Brothers. Um, and I knew Charlie had some video editing skills. So uh, I said, Charlie, do you want to edit this video? We'll win this uh, competition. And, uh, and we did, we did win the competition. <laughs> so it went quite well. And then, um, so there. Yeah, so that's how it all started, and then we were like, right, if this, if we can beat everybody in the UK uh, in Sony, then might as well uh, try and do some more stuff. So that's how the video started, and it started rolling from there. Uh, later on, Dave joined the team, AV Dave, um, and Dave is the uh, cameraman, <laughs> driver, extraordinary, <Extra> <laughs> uh, So yeah, that's kind of us lot. Um, Cartoon Charlie, the reason he's called Cartoon Charlie is because he actually did an animation degree, right? And he, he does cartoons. I've been trying to get him to do cartoons for World Gear. Maybe one day. They're coming, they're coming. <laughs> they're coming. One day. Oh, shit. I think I can see a postman coming through the door, man. Language. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is a new rule for the podcast. We're not going to swear. Um, because uh, any... any fucking swearing. <laughs> Family friendly. These out, Family um, friendly. Because uh, any potential sponsors, you know, they don't want to hear that, you know. That's cool. No, someone's at the door now. The postman. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> right, anyway. Um, okay, so that's the introduction. Oh, man. You know what the worst thing is, right? Um, at Christmas, my mum got me uh, this key ring, right? Where you put it on your keys, and then you whistle, and it makes a beeping noise. Uh, I put it in the drawer in the hallway, right? Any noise sets it off. It's going off now. It's literally. You open the drawer, it goes off. I'm going to destroy that thing. Um, all right, anyway, okay. Sorry, sidetracked. So, uh, yeah, this uh, this week is kind of post-CES uh, 2016, the Consumer Electronics Show. Um, and, you know, what gear? We kind of... Oh, damn it. Get down with her. Jesus. Alright, that's, that's enough now. Get down. Get down. <laughs> Alright, anyway. The, the dog's still pumping, uh, barking at the uh, postman. This episode of What Gear is brought to you by <laughs> Fantasy Dogs. Get down, Kyle. Shit. Now the thing's going off in the distance again, man. The bloody beeping thing. Can you hear it? Kyle, <laughs> <laughs> get down with you. Jesus. <laughs> God oh, damn. Man. All right, okay. We might have to cut that. 
That thing's still going off in the hallway, man. Right. Um, right, so yes, post-CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, biggest one, uh, first quarter of the year. So, uh, you know, we kind of focus a lot on Sony products. So one of the products which we didn't talk about last week, which came out of the CES, was the uh, glass light speaker. So basically, what it is, it's a glass, but a light, and a speaker. So it's a, it's a glass light speaker. What do you guys think of that? That's your name. <laughs> 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 Sounds lame. <laughs> it looks pretty cool. Um, but, you know, the thing for me is... Um, so that's what let me let me get through. Yeah, this is one of these things you a wireless speaker that you can take you can take with you. So if you're having like a barbecue in the summer, you can stick it on the table. That's just what you need in the middle of the table when you're all sitting around it, isn't it? It's a light, so all the bugs and the moss and the mozzies and all that come drawing to it. It kind of actually, I've just got a picture up of it and it kind of looks like a bug zapper of kinds. They should have yeah, that's a good idea. The next version should be a glass light speaker bug zapper. And like you could have that music, you know that music from that that um, what's that film, the war film, <laughs> Apocalypse Now. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, have that playing and all the all the bugs flying towards it. And, uh, I've no idea how you got that from that, Dave. <laughs> Spent too many too many hours stuck in the car with that. Too long, too long in the car with him. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the glass light speaker. The idea is that. I mean, I seen, I saw uh, last year they had a basically a light bulb speaker, which you can. Pl it's basically a light bulb which you can plug into pretty much any light bulb socket, and then uh, it's a speaker, which uh, I guess I'm not sure what the, uh, the where they want to go with this because I would imagine that the sound from a light bulb is not going to be the same as the sound from a, a really nice speaker system. Um, I, yeah. I guess they're going really minimal. They, they, they're kind of picturing a room with like almost nothing in it, but the stuff that is in it has multi-purposes. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What, what do you think? Would you buy one of those? No. <laughs> no, it's not for me. Not for me. Uh, I've got a couple of wireless speakers around the house. Um, I can't see myself wanting to have... Sound coming out of my lampshade as well. Maybe the lampshade, that's the point. Maybe the lampshade does uh, does something to it. You know, sort of like, a, you know, if you stick an iPhone in a pint glass. Yeah, um, it, it sort of, yeah exactly. For, for me, like, it's just the, the design of it isn't that nice. It doesn't look very, like, appealing. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a camping trip, uh, good little... Novelty thing, like a lantern. <laughs> yeah, like a lantern. Uh, That's what it looks like, though, and I, I just think like they could have. There's plenty of you know great looking Sony stuff, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, they're going with this whole life space UX thing, aren't they? They did a little short yeah. um, projector, which looks pretty cool. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the we. Uh, I did a, a quick video on the TouchJet Pond, which is a little Pico projector. And basically, um, from this little projector, you can have up to, I think it was 85 inches, is it, Dave? It was 85? 80 inch. 80. Inch. 80. Um, that was pretty cool. And now Sony have done, I mean, they've done stuff like this in the past, but they did one, which is a short throw projector, which means you can have it closer to the wall. And I think they said up to 85 inch. Um, I think it's HD quality. It's not 4K. 
what do you, what do you guys think of projectors in 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 today's world? I think projectors can be like they ha there's a place for them, I guess, like in a in a, a novel sort of way. A mate of mine used to have a projector, um, like a full HD one, when we used to go around his house, uh, like for like a big night in, you know, like some beers, some pizza, some games. Uh, we'd play like Call of Duty all night and crank the tunes. Uh, he'd he'd have the projector on his wall, and it was just a great experience, especially if we were playing like split screen stuff, because you could have it the size of a wall, and it'd still be really clear. I actually remember I had a friend, right, we would just go around and play SOCOM and uh, he, he had this really small room, man. It was like it was like the box room in the house, right? But somehow he had like five TVs and a projector on the wall. So everyone would just show up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and <we'd literally, laughs> and uh, yeah, playing on the projector, it does, it is pretty cool, isn't it? When you've got like the, like a, you know, up to 80 inch screen, that's pretty cool. But there might be some issues with um, response times and stuff like that, so... Might be, uh, yeah. If, if you're a serious gamer, you might suffer a little bit um, if you're playing online. Uh, but yeah, it's cool for gaming, definitely. Um, yeah, so that's the new Sony Short Throw. Um, they've got the big 4K projector, which has never really, it hasn't actually showed up over here in the UK. Um, they said it was going to be on the market last year and it never really uh, showed up. I also did a video on that as well, so if you guys want to check that video, that bloody alarm in the hallway is going off again, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna smash that thing. Um, That's a video right there. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it on Instagram. I'm gonna show you this, this thing, man. It just goes off with any noise, any noise at all. It sets it off. Um, yes, yeah, so I did a video on the 4K short throw projector from Sony. You can Google that. Uh, I think I might be. I think on YouTube, there's not many. That have as many hits as the one that from what the what gear one so uh, have a look at that anyway it's quite quite an old one but it's, it's pretty good um so anyway this is the topic which i think charlie's going to be interested in because i know charlie is a collector of pink I am. consoles in particular I am. and stuff like that now sony have just uh announced the pink xperia z5 and I know Charlie's just got his hands on the Z5. I've got the premium, yeah. Uh, um, so I don't think I'll be shelling out for another one anytime soon. But um, yeah, you could always, always buy a nice pink case. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let's talk about the extent of this collection, man. What have you got exactly? That's pink specifically, or what? Yeah, yeah, the pink stuff. So I know you got like a GameCube. Is it? You got the old... Yeah, I've got a GameCube. I've got a GameCube. I've got a PS2. Um, they're the only sort of home consoles that I have that are pink. And then um, handhelds, I've got quite a lot. So I've got a PSP, uh, the 3DS. In fact, actually, I have two models of the 3DS that are pink. Um, and then I've got um, a Japanese PS Vita because they didn't release a pink one in the UK, unfortunately. Limited on uh, on colours. Uh, I've also got what else have I got? The uh, a custom pocket station, which is like uh, you know the 
the VMU unit, which is like a memory card for the Dreamcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Yeah, and you, 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 you can take them out and then, like, yeah. it was supposed to act like a little tiny sort of portable thing. You could play really simple games. Sony actually made one for the PlayStation, but they only released it in Japan. Uh, and it was only compatible with, like, a few games. Uh, yeah, so I have, a, I have a pink one of those. And then I've got a, um, a pink Game Boy Micro, which is probably my favorite. Because it's like a metallic, sort of hot, hot pink. They they were really cool, but they, you know what? The thing about the micro, like it gets a lot of stick. I actually think it's far and away the best way to play Game Boy Advance games. Um, but it just came out too late. Like they'd already announced the DS. Um, so that's it. And it's I I I remember when they came out, and I remember thinking I'm I want to buy that. Like, but it's a it's it's old technology, you know, like. You, you you don't want to buy it like especially at the time you i was thinking you know the money that i spend on that i could save up a little you know a little bit more and and get the ds which obviously everyone was was going mad for at the time um but yeah it was it was the last handheld that bore the the game boy name um that it put a backlight in which everybody was you know asking for really um but yeah, but yeah I, I think it's because the SP was so successful as well. Yeah, yeah, the SP was cool. It was like a little flip version, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah and I, I think that had a big impact on the design of the yeah, DS as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's funny. but yeah, I've got quite a few. <laughs> got quite a few pink hands. <laughs> we, we could be here all day talking about it. So um, it's true. It's true. It, it's true. <laughs> I just want to touch on something real quick here, right? You said you got the yeah. Vita, right? Now I really I wanted the Vita, and I had the first few versions of the Vita, Sony PlayStation Vita, had the OLED screen in it. Have you got the one with the OLED screen in it? I actually have one with the OLED screen in it, yeah. Is there, um, is there a... Because I got, I got my... You know what? I I think there is. Um, I mean, obviously, you know quite a bit about TVs uh, and OLED screen technology in general. So I feel like with, with OLED, like, the biggest advantage... Um, and this was something that Sony were keen to sort of talk about at length when they released the Vita was like the the color range because with an OLED screen you don't need to backlight it, um, so you get a lot of crisper colors. You can get much richer sort of blacks, especially. Um, so yeah, that that was one reason that uh, I think they were keen to sort of say, look, you know, the color on this screen is going to be incredible, um, and the the power of the unit itself is is you know going to be incredible too but unfortunately um oled screens quite expensive to put in a small model like that so when they looked at kind of making a a cheaper remodel as as companies often do obviously as time wears on um the oled screen got the chop which i think is a real shame but um yeah yeah i mean another another feature that i think got cut out of the the newer model was um they were keen to sort of like the original models you could buy a 3g version and put like a sim uh vodafone was the carrier but they dropped that so quickly um that it never really took off i think the speeds of 3g is not really suitable to sort of plan an online game yeah yeah I, it was a good idea um it didn't really pan out for them but, um, Everyone was talking about 4G at the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> it was a good idea. Uh, they've had a lot of good ideas that haven't really worked out. 
Uh, but anyway, I want to, from that subject, right, OLED, I just want to touch on this real quick. So OLED technology this year, especially at this Consumer Electronics Show, uh, LG, right, they're kind of monopolizing it because they've got the um, pattern on the white pixel. So basically, um, with an LED screen, you've sort of got RGB, and that kind of generates most of your colors, right? Um, with the OLED screen, they're able to generate a white pixel, which is, like you mentioned, the, 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 need, the need, they don't have the need to backlight the whole screen. So basically, uh, individual pixels can be off. Um, and OLED, up until uh, the end of last year, has been seen as quite a luxury product. You know, you, you really have to have a lot of money and it's still kind of like that. But I heard, right, in November, which is peak time for TV sales, um, that LG took 40% of the uh, premium TV market. 40%, this is LG, right? Um, is this a sign that OLED TVs are, are set to take over in the next few years? And if so, that probably means that LG are gonna jump up a few pegs on the, uh, on the old sort of uh, TV sale rankings. What, what do you guys think about that? I definitely think it's going to be something that gets more popular because, as I said, like the, it. I think it's hard to market more than anything because most people, obviously, where are you, where are you going to see ads most uh, for stuff like this? You're going to see them on TVs, right? So how how are they going to say like this is the the difference in clarity because your your TV won't be able to to show it. I I always remember that. Uh, do you remember that ad with um? What's his face on it? Uh, and he was, anyway, they were talking about like instead of um, RGB being red, green, blue, yeah, it was uh, it was a, a red, yellow, blue. Oh yeah, the yellow pixel. Yeah. So, oh, so, uh, Philips wasn't it? Philips. I think I think it was. Yeah, and um, but I always remember that because they they pitched the ad as being like you can't you can't see this because you're you're watching it on a an RGB TV, but if you were watching it one of our TVs, you'd see how, how crisp the yellow is. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't look crisp the yellow to me. I, I yeah, so. It kind of died, died I out think, after I that. Think it, um, but let me yeah, tell you this, right? I mean, it, With OLED, it's interesting because um, Sony actually made the first ever consumer-ready OLED screen, uh, which was a tiny little thing. And then they kind of dropped it. I think they still make it for the uh, medical. I think they still make these little screens for medical profession. Um, well, that, that's that's another advantage for it is you can make them really thin and small. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think LG's flagship TV for next year or this year, sorry, is um, 2.6 millimeters thick and it's like 65 inch screen. Or so, no, it's bigger than that. I think it's like 70 something, 70 something inch screen. Um, it's insane. Yeah. Insane. Um, so Sony, I mean... From what I understand. Sorry, I, I couldn't. I couldn't have something like that in my house. Uh, kid, just just the thought of like the kids launching something, something like a, I don't know, like a tennis ball or something like that, or a football or something. Those, oh man, those TVs are fragile. Um, I remember there was a, when I was doing sort of work in that area, when the first um, LG OLED came into a shop. Right, it was like three years ago. The first thing that people did is they heard it was flexible, right? So they pinched the top corner of the screen to see if it would bend. The whole screen just, that's like four grand's worth. <laughs> uh, four grand's Jesus. worth of, um, yeah, a mistake there. 
But uh, anyways, okay, so that's OLED. Uh, I've got a feeling that they're really going to do well this year with those TVs. Um, I think, like Charlie said, it's hard to know how good they are until you're standing in front of one. Um, and I promise you this, when you see an OLED screen, if you haven't seen one um, for the first time, you'll be blown away at the uh, black levels, the black levels in particular. Um, okay, so that's OLED. Uh, so what do you guys make of, did you guys see the uh, video I did on the new Sony TV? The X930. No, sorry, I've been uh, I've been a little bit, ashamedly, uh, a little bit busy working on uh, other walk gear, top secret walk gear projects at the moment. Yeah, yeah, uh, we can't talk about that at this point, can we? That, that project. Oh, hush, hush. Side project. Um, yeah, so the new Sony TVs, then they're, they're sticking with their guns with uh, LED technology. Uh, they have gone really thin this year, and they've designed it so that it can go really flat on the wall, um, which is great. They're still going with the Android operating system, uh, so they're going to have a new Android TV uh, Marshmallow this year. Uh, they're also supporting HDR across most of their 4K models. Um, you guys excited for the next Sony TVs? Not really, to be honest. Um, I, I, uh, I've got a smart TV. Uh, it cost me a pretty penny when I bought it, and I'm uh, probably not going to replace it until either one of the kids destroys it or, or it dies of uh, natural causes, I'm afraid. I am in the market for a new TV this year, so yeah, I'm I'm on the lookout. But um, I think like a lot of the, like you said earlier, Troy, um, with the the OLED stuff, you know, a lot of the stuff that was like, you know, high end luxury stuff is now, you know, it's coming down in price. It's becoming a lot more normal. We're seeing a lot more of them in living rooms, uh, bigger TVs, 4K stuff. You know, um, so yeah, I, I think like a, a price is a big motivator for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, 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 definitely. You know, I have to say one of the things about Sony TVs, you know, I worked with them for quite a while. And I think one of the areas you did, yeah. that really uh, lets the Sony TVs down, in my opinion, right, is the onboard controls and the actual remote is itself. Um, because if you, this is interesting, right? Samsung really don't have much experience in uh, gaming, and neither do LG. But if you look at their TVs, right, the onboard controls, they're like little joysticks. And it's only yeah. it's like a little joystick, and it does everything. Literally, that's all you need. With the Sony TVs, I mean, I got one recently, uh, just a small one. Um, and the onboard controls are so bloody difficult. Like, you literally, I have to, like, twist the TV around to see what buttons I'm pushing. Um, to try and work out how to bloody use them. Um, what do you guys think of that? What, what, what could they do to improve their, their TVs? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing I will say about the, the, like, the little control stick, the sort of analog nub uh, that you talked about, um, sometimes it moves... It's a it's a proper analog stick that you can move in 360 degrees, but the controls aren't suited to that. You don't need something that goes all the way round. It will be up, down, left, right. So why do they make why do they make the analog stick go up, down, left, right? Couldn't they just put a D-pad in on it or something? It just it's it for me it's really frustrating when it's like I'm trying to because you're looking at the screen obviously right? 
that's what that's what you were saying. Like you don't want to have to move the TV to look at the back to look at what buttons you're pressing. Yeah, yeah. You you want to look at the TV. So I'm looking at the TV. I'm pressing up, and it's just registered that I'm slightly off center, and it's just like, oh, you you're trying to go right, yeah? No. Up one two right. <laughs> yeah right. So I, I had this I had this idea right. <clears throat> oh, bloody hell, that thing's going up in all way again. I'm going to get a hammer, I'm going to get a hammer to smash this thing to smithereens. Um, so yeah, I had this idea um, that maybe a section of the screen on the front could be a touch screen. You think that would be a good idea? Yeah. Possibly, but... Fingerprints think, on the screen. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say, but I, I guess like, I don't know, like... If it was just off in the corner or something, yeah, maybe just like the bottom left corner, not even it's like a see-through, yeah, a see-through thing that only comes if it was up like, when you wave your hand over. It. If it was like part part of the frame or something, you know, like I've got a really budget TV upstairs for my kids actually, and that's got like touch touch buttons on the on the bezel oh, for yeah. um, power and volume and channels and all that. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Samsung have done that in the past, uh, but I, I was because what I was thinking is. Most of these TVs are going bezel-less now, almost, like virtually bezel-less. So where are they going to put the controls? Uh, if they want to make these TVs thinner, um, then you could actually, uh, imagine just like the digitizer part of your phone screen uh, uh, built into the lower left corner, uh, which is sort of transparent, and it only comes on when you wave your hand over it or something like that. That would be a cool uh, solution to um, onboard controls. I've often thought about... Um... You know, like uh, uh, Microsoft's like Smart Glass app for uh, Xbox. It's like a second screen sort of app. Like everyone's got a phone now. Do you know what I mean? Like more often than not, people have phones on them at all times. So like, couldn't couldn't they do an app or something? Like, I do have an app to control my TV actually. I know um, you do, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I does it, does it work a lot? I to be honest. I, I never bother looking for the TV remote anymore. I just use just use my phone. It's easier. That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, more often than not, you'll have you'll have your phone on you at all times, right? Exactly. You'll be sat on the you'll be sat on the sofa. Your phone will never be more than arms reach away. So like, why not just say like you know instead of including a remote that you'll probably lose or break or whatever. Yeah. Just I would say though, your your phone does uh, generally like most of this this app does require the IR blaster. I got a little IR blaster on the top of my Samsung phone. They could include that though, instead of a remote or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that brings me on to another subject, real quick. One of the things that Sony are particularly good at, right, with their TVs, is their voice uh, controls because it's all powered by Google, so the recognition's really, really good. Um, one of the things that you know they kind of cheapskate a few people on the lower models. They they don't bundle it with the TV, right? So I bet there's a bunch of people out there, uh, like well. If I didn't know about it, I wouldn't know about it. Um, if I bought the TV in my bedroom, right, and I didn't know TVs and Sony and everything, I wouldn't have a clue uh, how good the voice controls are. Uh, but actually, this year, Sony have incorporated the microphone into the controller, right, into the regular controller. But then that opens the door to the Samsung problem, right? They, they A couple of years ago, Samsung, uh, there, was a, there was a word on the street that Samsung devices were being hacked and people were listening to, uh, uh, you know, conversations. Oh, no way. <laughs> Con conversations. <laughs> this is, this, 
<laughs> you know, people's living rooms and stuff. So, I mean, what's... And Sony haven't exactly got the uh, the best track record with uh, being hacked. Um, so it's a bit Cyber of, security, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a worry, isn't it, really? What do you guys think about that? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I read something a few months back about, uh, I know, some Samsung fridge that got uh, got hacked, some smart fridge that got hacked that could let you in, like a backdoor into your, onto your network and stuff like that. So... I don't know. I think generally there just needs to be a, a sort of, you know, compliance checklist that needs that. You know, if, if you're going to have stuff that's connected to the to the World Wide Web, it needs to needs to go undergo some certain protocols yeah. for it to be sort of signed off and passed and produced, right? The main thing for me is like, uh, you. I mean, there'll always be um, security problems with stuff. If there's if there's a key and a lock there'll always be another way to access that lock that you know i've got some friend a lot of friends who work in it and they say like you can you can mitigate you can make it harder like to the point where anyone's trying to get in we just go it's too much fucking hassle um but you can't always completely eliminate any sort of security risk so for me like the best way a company could protect against that is just to have a, an onboard department that just handles that basically is their day-to-day work like just hire some people to come on board and just constantly check for you know check the software check you know if get some people on board and say you know get creative we want you to hack this yeah yeah so basically just sort of stress testing the uh, the, the platform um, <clears throat> yeah we Dave just mentioned fridges right and I was checking out LG's um, press conference from the CES They've actually got a fridge. <laughs> Damn that! That thing's going off again, man. I'm I'm going to put this thing on Instagram. You see what I'm talking about. See what I'm working with here. Uh, so um, LG's press conference. They got a fridge, right? This fridge. You wave your hand in front. It's got one door, right? Which is like a like a panel. You wave your hand in front of it, and it kind of disappears. You can see what's inside your fridge without opening your fridge. And uh, the other thing is. Um, Near the base of the fridge, right? If you can't be bothered to open the door, you just put your foot near the base of the fridge and the door opens on it on its own. Like like the force, man. It's like using the force. <laughs> what do you think of that? I think there's gonna be some uh, massive people out there that are <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't be asked to lift my arm or just wave the in front of the Wonder fridge. What's in the fridge? <laughs> what's the point in that? That's just ridiculous. <laughs> Wave your foot. Door you'll never leave. Door. You'll never leave the door open again. Uh, what happens if the dog walk past? Yeah, no. They said it was a pet. It's been tested with pets to make sure pets don't trigger it off. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. Um, but I don't see the point. What's What's the point? So, if so you you've got play- like a If you've got like a real big dog. Yeah, no. I suppose I suppose the only the only advantage I can see see for that is you know when you're like you, you come home with your, like your your week's worth of shopping or whatever, and you you sort of you dump it on the counter and you're pulling the stuff out of the bags and you go right I've got a whole chicken there some eggs some milk so you kind of load your arms up you can load your arms up and then go to the fridge and just like ah oh, how am I supposed to open the fridge and you're just like woo with your foot yeah 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 and that's it that's it that's the only application I can see for it but I mean. 
No doubt that's going to add about 300 quid onto the price of a fridge or something, just for, just for that. Yeah. That alone. Yeah. It, it does seem a bit gimmicky. I'm sure someone will buy it. Um, but yeah, that's another, another thing from uh, uh, LG this year. Okay. Um, so onto another subject now. This is, this is one that actually I ran into a problem with today, actually. Removable batteries in smartphones, right? Uh, How important is this to you because to me, right, today, uh, Dave's got to go into the door. Uh, for me today, anyway, right, I went to use my phone and it locked up. It like, yeah. it frozen. I was pushing all the buttons, nothing was happening. Now, I'm using a OnePlus 2 and you can't remove the battery, which means I, I, I had no idea what to do. I ended up having to hold my finger on the power button for as long as I could and then, and then eventually it turned off. Normally what I would do with the Samsung phone is just literally take the battery out, put it back in again, and that kind of hard resets the phone. How important is removable batteries, do you think? I think they're vitally important. You know, like, a battery can fail, like, a lot. It's just something else that I think, if you could just take the battery out and replace it with a different one. Another thing is, like, if you're going away or something, like, it's it's nice to not ha think to myself, well, I've got to bring a travel charger now, or you know, anything like that. Like I've I've got um a portable battery, but you know, it's, it'd just be easier just to have an extra battery that I could charge and bring it with me. You know, but I think for failure rates i definitely think they need to include like removable batteries apple notoriously um you know no you're not allowed to take the battery out dave what you, what's your thoughts sorry i miss, i pretty much missed that entire conversation uh, i got a, a mystery package at the door i've got no idea what it is but um what were we talking about the removable batteries of, the importance of removal removable batteries in smartphones I yeah, I mean I've got a I'm still using the Note three. I've got a, the battery. You can tell obviously take the battery out and buy spares and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if it's that important though, because I mean, if I'm out, I'm not too far away from the car. Uh, I can always charge it in the car. Um, there's numerous little sort of power banks you can carry around with you now for give you that extra couple of hours until you get get to a more solid charge point. Fifty one. Yeah, right, we're back on. Sorry, Dave got cut off there. Um, my computer messed up. Um, I think Dave, Dave was saying um, that he he's not that fussed about removable batteries. No, not really. No, the uh, just to just to recap, uh, there's you know uh, portable chargers, car chargers, power supplies, pretty much everywhere these days. It's it's more for like if you look. I mean, they're lithium batteries, they're rechargeable lithium batteries. Um, a lot of the time, if the phone breaks or whatever, you might be able to save that phone just by replacing the battery. I mean, obviously, you could take it to a shop, but that, like, voids the warranty, so... No, you're right, you're right. The other thing is, you know, it's quite funny. I'm going to have to try and get Chris on here one day. Chris the fire hazard, right? Chris the fire hazard, if you don't know who he is, um, he's been at a couple of the airsoft events that we have been at um, in the past. Now, he loves his airsoft guns, and these, these are guns, they, a lot of them run on um, lithium batteries. And literally, if you don't charge these things right, 
But if you don't have the right charger, they can literally burst into flames. And when, that, when we're talking about fire, <laughs> electrical fire is the worst because you can't put water in there. Uh, it's actually just going to make it uh, worse, I think. I think you may use foam or something, but he's got an interesting story about that. Uh, maybe we'll get him on one day to talk about it. Um, you got to use powder on electrical fires. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that brings me to another subject, uh, airsoft, right? We, we were talking about doing the Blitz, the uh, iFit challenge or, or some kind of fitness band challenge. Uh, you guys still on for that? Yeah, big time. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dave's out. Dave's still uh, uh, suffering uh, post-traumatic stress from the, uh, <laughs> from the Billet Airsoft uh, video. If you guys want to check that out... Um, you can Google iFit challenge and then what gear is one word and it should come out at the top. Watch both parts as well. Watch the first part because a lot of people have been watching the second part without watching the first part. So it's hard to get the whole story. Um, but Dave got caught cheating, not taking his hits. And <laughs> what? <laughs> that was blatantly you, man. Blatantly. <laughs> um, yeah, but Airsoft for you guys, um, anybody listening that doesn't know what it is, just think of like um, paintball but cooler and it's like you have like handguns and shotguns and snipers and assault rifles uh, even grenades and so there's no paint as well so you don't get covered in paint and slime um it's a lot just, more like just painful little bruise marks at the end of the day <laughs> i think what happens is you tend to get hit more uh, than you would in paintball um which can be more painful depending on what you're wearing um it's really cool. If you guys want to check it out, uh, I did a video at the mall in Reading, uh, Reading, where they have like this Terminator game and stuff like that. So anyway, check out Airsoft. Uh, you can Google Airsoft and then what gear and check that out. Uh, and keep an eye out for future videos uh, that we do Airsoft related. We're work, working towards doing one this year, uh, hopefully soon. So keep an eye out for that. Um, Okay, so uh, on to the next subject. Let's talk about games and stuff. Uh, earlier this year, um, me and Dave, we went to the Gamescom. We kind of discussed that last week, I think. But we also went to the EGX, right? And um, highlights from that day, from <laughs> last year? I mean, from this, yeah, sorry, last year. Highlights from EGX. Um, I don't know, man. It was still, there were so many good things at EGX. I have to say it was a better experience uh, I think then um, Gamescom. Gamescom was just too busy, man. Too many people, too big. Um, but we didn't get press passes either. Get, yeah, no press passes either. Yeah, shut down. Uh, <laughs> I would say Battlefront and um, the time I beat you, I smashed your score on uh, Guitar Hero as well. Yeah. I, I just, I, I just let the time you know, Amy Dave beat, beat the Games Master, <laughs> fair and square. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think I think Dave kind of bust some of the buttons. You know, when he handed it back to me, I swear, like some of the buttons weren't working. <laughs> um, but you know, the funny thing about that that whole thing was, right? So we got press passes, so we kind of thought, you know, we we, we like we could just walk in there and just do whatever we want. Uh, it didn't really work out like that. <laughs> um, quite a few, we actually got uh, turfed quite a few times, didn't we? Um, uh, yeah, you guys should check that video out. Check out the videos from the EGX. It was uh, good fun for me. I think Star Wars, the uh, Star Wars Battlefront, was the um, 
probably the highlight. Charlie, I mean, you, you must have got to see some of it, hopefully. Yeah, um, I got to see a fair bit. Uh, I really enjoyed Battlefront. Um, I didn't really get to play a lot of it, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and it, it made me want to play the game a lot more. And I'm enjoying it a lot more than... I, I don't think a lot of the criticism is warranted. Um, like there's There are a lot of game modes. It's just not a lot of people playing all of them. Um, and I, I am a little bit disappointed in how they've handled some areas of the design. But I think it's it was always going to be a lot different to the older games. So it was never really going to live up to the full expectation. But yeah, um, I also got to play the new Total War game. I'm a big fan of uh, the Total War series. We got to speak to the guys from um, Creative Assembly back at uh, Res last year, yeah. uh, if you remember. And um, crazy yeah. dude with the long hair. He was full of beans, wasn't he? Yeah, real he energy. I love that guy. Yeah, he was real, real nice guy. What was that um, drink? What was that drink at EGX? Um, oh, the tornado. 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 I think yeah. Tornadoes that day. I think maybe. Yeah. I think oh, maybe. Man. But yeah, I, I think like um, you know, uh, the the new Total War games based on the Warhammer franchise, um, Warhammer Fantasy. So it's it's really different to what those guys have done before in that sort of um, arena. So yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And I really liked playing the demo for that. Um, I liked the Tomb Raider demo, although it's a little bit short um, and the lines were quite long as, as you guys found out. <laughs> we tried to get ahead of the queue, didn't we, Dave? And, uh, Shut down. Yeah. Uh, Cuphead as well on the Xbox stand for yeah, the indie yeah, section. Yeah. That was. That was really fun, really, really fun. It's proper. Um, I love the style. It's it's uh, designed to look like a kind of old school, you know, nineteen thirties style animation. Um, but it, it's crushingly hard. Um, so yeah, that was real fun. But yeah, um, I did. I had a real fun time at EGX. It was a little bit um, sad on some note, I guess, because it's the first year that they've done it in Birmingham and. Kind of, kind of miss our routine of going to um, the old Earl's Court. The old Earl's Court, yeah. And I, I think it's there was an element of sadness. And also, I did feel that um, some companies that possibly would have had their own stands or bigger presences there possibly didn't have as much. Yeah. As a result, a lot of people said that they they felt like it was a lot more spacious. Um, but I I just felt like that was because there was a few kind of bigger stalls that just weren't there really like there wasn't a warner brothers stand um they had they had games there they had a presence but usually uh warner brothers as we know have their own uh little area full of you know a lot of their cool upcoming titles what do you reckon could we see a uh, superman game by rocksteady to tie in with the launch maybe of uh of the new movie uh, not the new movie but the one after the batman vs superman the, the next I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's the 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 old sort of curse of uh, of the Superman game. Um, but I definitely think you know Rocksteady pro- were the ones that proved that superhero games could be good. Yeah. You know, with the Arkham series. Um, so if anyone, I guess, could turn a hand at uh, having a go at it, um, I guess it would be them. Definitely. It'd be cool to see what they do with it if they do have a crack at it. They're actually just up the road from me. They're based in Highgate, 
uh, just up the road, uh, surprisingly close to home. I wanted to actually go up there and pay them a visit one day, but I think they'd, they'd be like, uh, who the hell is this, this guy? What's he doing? Let's not let him in. Um, <laughs> all right, anyway, so that's, uh, that's kind of games um, this year. We kind of discussed some games we're looking forward to uh, later this year. Um, Street Fighter's out next month, Street Fighter 5. Are, are you guys fans of Street Fighter? If you saw the EGX video, uh, you see me absolutely pwned Dave on Street Fighter 5. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Charlie? You a fan of Street Fighter? I like Street Fighter. Um, with uh, you know Troy and I know uh, a couple of guys that play fighting games professionally. Yeah. Um, so I'm hope I'm hoping maybe they'll give us some some tips maybe for the channel. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's good to it's good to see it back. I suppose um, it's been uh, kind of a weird development process with it being playstation exclusive um but yeah it looks real good it looks real fun so i'm psyched to to have it you know out and you know one of the things that they've uh, which i've heard a lot about especially from the, the community right the street fighter community is they've actually they've kind of watered it down a little bit in terms of difficulty so um street fighter 3 was notoriously difficult to play like, not just any player could pick that up and be good at it. You had to be super, super good. And then four, it was still pretty challenging. But apparently this one, um, they've simplified it a lot to kind of even the playing field. Um, and there's been a bit of criticism for that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how well it does. And I know they're doing, you know, like most game companies are doing these days, um, incremental downloads. So instead of releasing the whole game, um, they release a few characters every sort of few months or whatever. Um, seems to be a strategy for a lot of gaming co companies now, isn't it? Sort of doubling their money. So they release the game and then they charge you the cost of the game later on to get all of the, the other stuff. Um, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, it's a bit, it leaves a bit of a sour taste in my mouth when you have to spend sort of 40, 50 quid on the game and then uh, they go, oh, by the way, would you like to... Uh... What's it called? What do they call it? The um, what do they call that when they when they get you to buy the thing? What's it called? Season pass. Season pass. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, they go. Oh, yeah, would you like to spend another the cost of the game on a season pass to get content that you probably already had in a previous version of the game, but we'll charge you again for it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like an old map with a new skin on it. How, how about you pay us another fifteen quid for that that game you already own? <laughs> Put it in this game. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's the old adage, I guess, of uh, you know, it's, it's it's been talked about a lot about how a lot of DLC nowadays seems to just be like stuff that used to already be in the game, but now it's just like carved out of it. Just and like that lot... new Star Wars movie. There's yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of talk of uh, you know, like companies actively saying, you know, how can we, what can we take out um, and charge for. Again, see, um, so yeah, I mean, there's obviously there's other ways of doing it. Um, some companies, you know, will maybe charge for like an in-game currency, and then all their DLC might be free. And I think that's, you know, a a better way of doing it, frankly. Um, but then sometimes some people could argue that maybe those that kind of content isn't as uh, robust, maybe as the money that they could invest in doing like a full 
uh, DLC because obviously you know the developers they they get paid wages and they need to recoup some of that money. So yeah, I don't know, it's it's a fine line. So on on that sort of topic, actually, um, I kind of want to mention a little story that I read uh, this week. Uh, it was about a uh, father and son in Canada who, um, on Xbox, he's uh, the father gave the son uh, a credit card, and um, the son happened to slip those details onto his Xbox and uh, spend somewhere in the region of eight thousand dollars on add-ons for FIFA. Um, and then the father turned around to Microsoft and said, well, you know, it's clearly a mistake. He had no idea what he was doing. And uh, the son chips in and says the same sort of thing. Yeah, you know, I didn't realize what I was doing. But the son turned out to be 17 years old. There so, is no uh, way that that 17-year-old kid <laughs> didn't know what he was doing on his Xbox. So I can guarantee yeah. that. <laughs> that, that, you know, the thing is, his dad might be in that sort of age group where he'd fall for that. Anybody knows, you know, a seventeen-year-old knows the system better than than his dad knows it. You know, <laughs> it's guaranteed, feel, isn't it? <laughs> I feel like, um, you know, with with a lot of like EU legislation, for example, like trying to, you know, make it clear what is being charged for. You know, you have to accept, you know, and and stuff like this. So, yeah, it does seem a bit, a little bit suspect, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, I actually have a story like this of my own, right? So um, I used to share a flat with my brother. And, um, <laughs> and I remember one day he came down, I was like watching TV, he's like, oh, I'm trying to download this um, add-on for whatever it was, like Call of Duty or something. I was like, oh, right, yeah. He's like, oh, but I need a debit card. I need some debit card details um, so I can uh, pay for it. How about I give you the cash? So I'm like, oh, and then didn't see a problem with it, right? So give me the cash, give him the debit card details. And that was it. I didn't, uh, I didn't think anything of it until about six months later. I noticed like 15 quid going out every month from my account into Microsoft. So I was like, uh, phoned them up. I was like, um, what's going on? Like going into my uh, pocket and taking money out. Like, oh yeah, didn't you know? You signed up for, uh, you know, Xbox Live uh, Gold <laughs> monthly subscription uh, under this ta- uh, tag name, uh, gamer tag, sorry. It turned out to be my brother's, uh, you know, keeping quiet about it. And he, he knew what he was doing. He knew it, man. I think this is a common thing, you know. Um, I bet there's lots of parents out there that are suffering with the same thing. Probably some of them don't even realise that it's happening, right? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> it's a real issue, man, I have to say. Do you know what, do you know what would solve that? Retina scanners, man. Retina scanners on phones. Um, as security, you know, biometric security. So these kids, they can't get away with doing it unless they get their parents to like authorize it with a, a fingerprint or a, or a retina scanner. How long do you would you think it would be before like we read a story about you know some kid like cuts off his dad's thumb or something <laughs> to to do that? Yeah. So no, it's gonna be some kid uh, grows his dad's uh, finger, grows his dad's thumbprint on a three D printer or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that could be possible, is not it? With three D printing technology, like somehow <laughs> get like a an image or something and kind of three D model it and just print it out. <laughs> Someone will figure that out. <laughs> 
All you gotta do is just get him to stick his, his you know, when he's sleeping, just stick his finger in some blue tackle or something. Jobs are good, and right. So you got, you <laughs> got, you got, you got, you, exactly, you got your cast right there. Yeah, yeah. So again, that's that's back to the sort of security subject, isn't it? Um, with well, gaming, especially uh, mobile devices now, really, I mean, digital gaming is is booming on uh, on mobile platforms, right? Uh, we're going to see more issues like this, I think. Um, but I think as people get older, I mean, like Dave, for example, you're familiar with this stuff. If your kids try and pull uh, a stunt like that, you'd probably suss it out pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, um, the the only thing the only thing like that that's happened to me is uh, I had uh, my debit card on my Xbox for uh, renewing my Xbox Live Gold and stuff like that, um, and my daughter signed into my profile. She's got her own profile, but she somehow signed into mine without me knowing and decided she wanted to buy a couple of films off the Xbox store. <laughs> <laughs> so she bought herself like Frozen and I don't know, something else, some other kids some other kids' film. And I, I, I actually didn't know until I um until I saw uh, sort of check my online banking one morning. It's like what's this like this twenty twenty five quid or thirty quid or whatever it was missing from my account? And then I went and I saw like Xbox purchase, so I went and jumped on jumped on the Xbox, had a look and yeah, sure enough, she she'd done that. So I had to uh, swiftly remove that card from uh, from the Xbox, so it can't happen again, really. Uh, <laughs> so you've been stung by it. Hopefully, it won't happen again. But uh, no, you never know. They're, they're pretty good though. Kids get smarter. Um, but anyway, so yeah. So uh, on to another subject now. Um, movies. So there's this year. I think there's like there's so many superhero movies and supervillain movies coming out. Um, the one that I'm most looking forward to is Batman vs Superman. Uh, I thought it was going to be a fight between the two of them. Turns out it's not really. It is kind of, but not really. What films are you guys looking forward to? Uh, Charlie, you start. I just need to go find my uh, phone. <laughs> All right, mate. DC or All Marvel? Right. Marvel or DC? Which one? Which ones are you looking forward to? Well, this is the thing. Like, I've, I've always kind of wanted. Uh, some good you know dc films again you know we've had some good stuff in the past like the the nolan batman films and that but yeah um for me like i'm looking forward to um batman vs superman there was really early on um a massive theory that uh like um he was going to be in it had like it just seems to me like there's a lot of concern about like too many characters, them trying to put in too many DC characters into the same film. There's, uh, if you look at the, on the IMDb, the IMDb page, it's got like a lot of uh, actors are confirmed as appearing in it and their characters. You can see like there's um, people appearing in it as like, uh, like Batman's parents. Um, it's rumored that like even like Flash and uh like Cyborg are going to appear in it as well. And then we've got, you know, confirmed appearances for like Aquaman, Wonder Woman. So, yeah, I, I worry a little bit that they're trying to do too much too quickly. Like Avengers worked as a team-up movie because they, they laid the groundwork pretty carefully. But um, speaking of team-up movies, I'm pretty excited to see what Suicide Squad's going to be like. Yeah. I mean, when you said about too many characters in one film, that's the film that sprung to mind, really, because... A lot of the villains, I mean, people 
let's say Marvel fans or, or people that don't really know the comic comic universe that well, they'll be yeah. maybe a bit overwhelmed with the amount of characters in this one movie. Um, I did when they originally said that they were doing it and they spoke about some of the characters are going to appear in it. I thought, you know, the reason that again, you know, I'll go back to Avengers because it just worked so well was like the reason it worked really 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 well is because we were already familiar with a lot of the characters that are in it it introduces a few new ones it brings a couple of characters who haven't really had a lot of screen time um to the forefront but it works because there's there's six of them right so there's just there's enough there i feel that you you understand a, a bit of each of their characters but i mean if you look at the the casting list for you know films like suicide squad and like uh batman vs superman because they they're building batman vs superman it's dawn of justice obviously um but they're building up to like a, a justice league film obviously like a fully fledged justice league film but then you know you look at the cast list and it's enormous like i feel like you know they needed to like you said, Troy, maybe limit the number of characters that they're they're trying to work with, just just for the sake of having an audience actually engage with those characters. Yeah, it's kind of like the first episode of Game of Thrones, where there's so many people you haven't got a clue what's going on. Um, but when you get into it later on, you understand who everyone is. When you come back to that first episode and you watch it again, you're like, oh, that's you know him, that's him. You kind of know. That's what I'm worried about with these films: is the people that don't know who all these characters are. Might feel a bit I think, I think with the DC characters as well, um, a lot of people have responded pretty negatively to some of the costumes. There's, there's, been, there's been a lot uh, spoken of about uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, obviously how they've uh, decided to kind of dress Harley in this film. Uh, for me, I'm not wild about Killer Croc's costume design just because I don't think he's intimidating enough. In it, you know, in the in the comics and in a lot of the other media, it's a he's a very large. That's part of the condition that the guy has. He's he's massive, and I mean maybe it's it's a little bit sort of cartoonish, I guess, in like the Arkham game series. Uh, but it works because he's just he's is massive and it's really intimidating. Whereas, you know, whilst you can see he's a stocky guy, it doesn't look like he's as intimidating, I guess, as, you know, a, a normal human being size. Uh, and then a lot of people have made a lot out of Apocalypse's um, design for the Batman vs Superman. Um, but what I was doing a bit of reading about it, about why they decided to, to make the character look that way, because um, they've obviously taken their own spin on it. Um, and uh, if you look at a lot of the original character designs for Apocalypse, um, that's what they've decided to base it on, and it, it, it doesn't look too different, really, to some of the original character designs. When it's kind of viewed in that respect, I don't think it's so bad. But, I mean, we've, talk, we've talked a lot about DC. Yeah, we've talked a lot about DC, but, you know, let's not forget that, you know, the Civil War trailers have got really, really, really hyped for uh, the new Captain America. Yeah, that uh, that does look interesting. And they kind of, they've, they've changed the story a little bit. They, they basically, um, 
the original story is kind of Captain America's the good guy and Tony's kind of the bad guy. Tony starts the bad guy, kind of in the comic books. That's what I heard anyway. Um, well, in, in, in the comics, it's a, an, it's a disagreement, basically. Yeah. So it's more to do with the idea that people are starting to distrust superheroes and a lot of superheroes obviously have secret identities and it's basically around the idea of you know are they should people be allowed to have these secret identities when they have powers that's that's the the result of the schism because one side believes that they should be totally open and be like no you're not allowed secret identities whereas the other side are like you know we need our secret identities um there are the tr a lot of the trailers for Civil War have mooted that discussion, I feel, and they've made it more about uh, the character of the Winter Soldier, Bucky, being back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think when the film is actually fully out, it will concentrate a lot more because they've dropped a few hints. Um, you've got the uh, the general in there returning from the uh yeah incredible I heard hulk the, film he turns into the red hulk i heard maybe did you hear that i, I don't <laughs> yeah I've, I've heard it um but yeah i i, I don't know i think um because you see him he's he's taking on kind of a political role uh and there's a bill drafted that um a lot of people have suspected is this kind of secret identities bill and it will uh build hopefully more on a lot of that rather than making it all about the winter soldier i don't really like the idea that it's just like well i like him well i don't like him let's fight yeah yeah, yeah. Um, is that you know uh i've also read that apparently there was supposed to be a lot less iron man in it um which i don't know how it really works in that respect because the story is kind of cap versus iron man but uh, Robert Downey Jr. wanted a lot more Robert Downey Jr. in it, basically. So uh, they've upscaled the part and his pay has gone up as a result of it. But he's also got a lot of extra clauses, like um, if the film outperforms uh, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, a lot of that uh, bonus money will be going um, Robert Downey Jr.'s way because they're, they're attributing, you know, the possible the possibility of success to just his presence yeah well you have which to i think which i think is interesting gone no I was I, I was, all i was yeah <laughs> let me just say real quick um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. in previous marvel avengers films right you have to admit iron man kind of steals the show every time kind of i think he's a great he's a great uh he's great in that role he makes a great iron man and I think, like, the fact that, you know, Iron Man kind of came first and proved that it could be done, you know, says to me, like, Robert Downey Jr. knows that he basically saved Marvel. He basically brought it back from the, the edge, you know. They, they were teetering on the edge of bankruptcy, and that's why, you know, we're still dealing with shitty Spider-Man films. And, I mean, that uh, is another point, really, I guess, is that Spider-Man... He's going to be appearing in this film. In which film? The Winter Soldier. Civil, Civil War. I mean, yeah, Civil War. 
Really? Yeah, I didn't know. He's gonna, yeah, yeah, he's going to be in it. Uh, he's been cast as well. Um, but yeah, he's he's not appeared in any of the trailers, so I don't know if they're going to do like a big reveal or something or how big a role he's going to play. In the comic, it'll Spider-Man be just like the Star Wars film, right, just like the new Star Wars film. Right at the end, you can see a web come across the screen. Hey, <laughs> um, they, in the comic, much younger as well in this this new uh, iteration of Spider-Man. Well, they have they have said that um, it's going to be a kind of year one scenario, so it's like a you know it's been Spider-Man for like a year, so he hasn't been doing it that long, um, and it's kind of been overshadowed by a lot of the Avengers stuff that's been going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to the, the whole, like the schism, I guess, uh, and the, sorry, the sorry. it's just going to be, it's going to be like a, a bridge to promote the, uh, cause the Spider-Man's in the, um, Sinister Six, isn't he? So Captain America's out mid year and then spot the new Spider-Man film, Sinister Six will be out towards the back end of the year. So it's just going to be a push for that really, I'd say. You might see him in the trailer, right? You know, you know the bit just after the credits. You'll probably see him in that. Possibly. I mean, like I say, it does make me think that he might not play a major role, but that's purely because he hasn't appeared in a lot of the trailers, yeah. and like I say, he hasn't been really doing it that long. Um, but they've already in in Ant Man. There's a specific reference to Spider Man. It's when they've said, you know, at the end, he's like, "Oh, I'm looking for a guy," and he says, "Oh, what guy? We've got a guy that you know crawls, a guy that." You know, swings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the crazy thing is that Sony actually owned the rights to the Spider-Man uh, movies. So does that mean that Sony are going to be working with Disney uh, on these films? Uh, some kind of crossover? How is that going to work? Because Sony really been, they've been sort of keeping the Spider-Man uh, series very close. <laughs> I mean, they did the... The, re- the reason that the, the whole rights stuff uh has been ongoing is because like part of the rights deal that sony have is that they have to release films every so often uh and if and if they fail to meet that window uh then they they basically lose the rights as i understand it um so that's why they rebooted it because they they didn't feel they could continue making from like spider-man 4 and whatnot but you know amazing spider-man 2 wasn't very good let's face it um there was, couple, there was a couple of highlights in it it wasn't it wasn't beginning to end amazing yeah that's that's it but the uh i mean i didn't mind amazing spider-man one but marvel have been aggressive in saying that they want their rights back to their characters uh, and that includes you know the uh they've been talking to uh fantastic four because the recent film was a massive flop uh unfortunately I thought it was massively disappointing. I'm a big Fantastic Four fan. You know, I used to love the the cartoons and the comics growing up, but um, you know, I'm yet to see a film really that kind of replicates why I liked the show when I was younger. Um, so I don't know. Maybe if Marvel do get the rights back, that there, there is something because they they put the they flashed the Marvel logo at the beginning of the film, uh, and it kind of I don't know. There's even some people that believe. Or believed on some level it was a Marvel film when it wasn't, obviously. Um, but yeah, there's a huge rumor that um, because they want to make uh, they want Marvel want their rights back, obviously, and um, they wanted to do a uh, an X Men TV series, 
so they bas- they basically said, well, Marvel can have the rights to um, Fantastic Four back if we can retain the rights for X-Men so we can do our TV show. Um, and as I understand it, you know, that's the rumor that's going around that that's the deal that's been done. So, yeah, I mean, you could see a lot more characters introduced into the, the Marvel Universe. As far as X-Men, I'm not sure it'll work. Because um, they've kind of established that, like, people like the superheroes. And that's why Civil War interests me, because they're starting to see a bit of a backlash. I'm not sure if you guys have seen, like, uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones yes, on Netflix at all. Yes, seen both, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, in Jessica Jones, there's uh, that crazy woman that, uh, you know, spoilers, I guess, here. Um the crazy woman that kind of hires Jessica Jones to like spy on her husband. Um, and then it turns out to be like a trap because she wants to like kill Jessica Jones or something. I don't know. Um, and says, Oh, you know, in, uh, in the battle for New York, uh, my, my mum died. And Jessica Jones is like, big deal. My parents are killed in a car crash. I'm not going around like smashing, mm. you know, the fudge out of, every driver I see. So th- there is kind of that distrust starting to, uh, to grow for yeah. these characters. And I like that. Yeah. I think, uh, superhero movies, um, I hope it doesn't get to the point where it's too oversaturated, which is just too much, uh, too much of it. You know what I mean? Um, there's, there's so many on the way. Yeah. So many. That's the thing. So we'll see whether it's, uh, make or break for superhero movies. I think they're going to do really well um, up until a point where people just get sick of them. <laughs> you know, I think Disney are very smart. Um, if Spielberg, Spielberg came out and said, obviously, that he thinks that they'll, they'll, there'll be massive fatigue and people just won't want to see it anymore. Kind of what happened to Westerns. Yeah, yeah. It can get oversaturated. Um, I think, you know, if you look at Disney... Um, the superhero sort of movies have really saved, well, I would say it's kind of saved them, because if you think about it, for me, when you look back at their, their sort of hit movies, the last big animated one had to be The Lion King, right? I mean, what did they have since The Lion King that has been anything near as uh, successful for them? I mean, can you think of any? Frozen's been huge, though, right? Oh, yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> That's, they big, tried, that's they big tried, in my house. They tried to bring back their traditional animated sector with that, um, the princess and the frog. Oh, that was terrible, yeah. Yeah, but it just it didn't perform. It didn't perform anywhere near as, as high as expectations. And I think it's... It's led, it's led Disney to sort of say, well, you know, let's spend the big money on getting these big money franchises that's definitely going to return us. Look at the money that they've made from Star Wars as well. Yeah. A billion dollar, profit. a billion dollar profit already, you know, and the second wave of toys isn't is uh, on the way. And then there's the sequel on the way. And the, you mentioned that now because I actually had this on the list to talk about, right? Now this is this is for the Star Wars fans. Now I heard, right, that the Snoke guy, right, who we see the big hologram of, we don't actually see how big he is in real life. He might be really small, like Yoda. We don't even know, right? But um. I heard the Snoke is actually um, Darth Sidious. Sidious, yeah. So if you watch um, 
the episode where Anakin turns evil, right? When he's sitting there with episode Palpatine, three. right? And Palpatine's saying, you know, uh, there was this, this Sith Lord who was like, could even bring people back to life. But he couldn't, uh, he couldn't save himself though, right? And then in the background in that scene, uh, there's some music playing. And someone's basically synced up that music, uh, matched it up with the music that's playing when Snoke is in this new movie, right? And they looked up the name of the track on the soundtrack for, um, for the background music on the, that, uh, the episode two or three, I forget which one it is. And apparently it's called Darth Sidious or whatever. <laughs> so it kind of makes sense. And then, so I guess what it is, is Palpatine probably electrocuted Snoke to death, or he thought he did. And then maybe Snoke, you know, like kind of re rejuvenated somehow, uh, recuperated his power, and that's who he is. So, uh, yeah. And that's why he's all busted up. You see his face is all busted up. It's because Palpatine fried him like, a, like an egg. Mm. I think, you know, it's it's a popular theory that's been banded about. But, um, yeah, there's there's all sorts of theories going around about who Snoke is because we don't really see him that much or, or get that much insight into, you know, the founding of the First Order or anything like that. So there's even theories that he's Darth Vader, even though we've seen Darth Vader killed and burned, you know, so... Yeah, I think so too. I think the evidence for him being Sidious is a lot more compelling, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I think so. What do you think, Dave? Uh, no comment. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I'm not after after uh, after the last one. Uh, I would expect to see um, a lot of episode five coming up. That's all I got to say. On that really, <laughs> there, there was actually a big spoiler put out there. I'm not sure if I don't, I don't remember if we talked about it, so I don't think we did. Um, basically, you know, so um, so episode five was the Empire Strikes Back, right? So, yeah. so uh, yeah, it's going to be along the same sort of things, isn't it? It's Sith re emerging and, and all yeah. that. So, but this is the interesting thing, right? Disney let slip, right? So, they have their Disney Infinity characters, these little figures. We talked about this last week. week, we did talk about it, didn't we? Yeah, so we did. So they let slip uh, as to, uh, yeah, I couldn't remember if we did or not. So anyway, if you don't <laughs> know what we're talking about, you can go and listen to last week's podcast uh, um, and check it out. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? I mean, there's movies. Um, so so if we just... everything on my list, pretty much. If we just went back to the movies, I mean, we talked we talked a little bit about some of the movies coming up, but they were... There were, we didn't really really touch on what Marvel films coming out. I mean, we touched on the Captain America one, uh, Civil War, but there there are a number of um, other Marvel movies coming out this year. Um, so we got Deadpool at uh, the start of the year, uh, slated for around February. I'm enjoying a lot of the promotional stuff for Deadpool actually. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think it's going to be a uh, a comedy side of uh, the Marvel today. Series. Today, Ryan Reynolds shared um, a, like a Facebook conversation a guy had with his girlfriend, and there's a poster made up to make it look like a uh, like a romantic comedy almost. Oh, really? Uh, a rom or, or just like a straight up like dramatic romantic film, and um, the guys because there's all these like lights in the background and it's Ryan Reynolds and you know uh, in the front. And then the guy says, uh, want to go see it? 
It's about a cancer patient can't stand to leave the love the one he loves, so he undergoes treatment that tests the limits of their relationship. It's got some decent actors in it, so I don't mind going to see it if you want. And then his girlfriend, <laughs> his girlfriend has responded, "It's probably going to make me cry, but yeah, one hundred percent." How pissed do you think she's going to be when she turns up and it's like? Uh... Almost as pissed as when I took my missus to watch Casino Royale. <laughs> I've literally, uh, just so you guys know, I literally just pulled up um, Meerkat on my phone, which is like a live streaming thing. And uh, just to see if anyone uh, was joining. Doesn't look like <laughs> zero people. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, Deadpool looks pretty cool. Uh, yep. I'm happy. I'm happy that they've gone with uh, the same actor who played Deadpool in well, who the creation story of Deadpool was kind of embedded in the last Wolverine movie, not the last one, but the one before it, right? Charlie, it's right in it. Um, it they they have a character that's Deadpool in Wolverine Origins, um, in X Men oh, yeah, Origins. Oh yeah, yeah, of course you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. I think it was so. It was such a bad film, and people hated what they did to the Deadpool character so much that I think this is just a clean break. Uh, this right. is this is just like it's their own thing, you know, because it wasn't Marvel doing it, and this one is. Um, so yeah, I really think that. Uh, so uh, actually, that that X Men uh, link uh, brings me nicely onto the next film that's on the list, which is X Men Apocalypse. Which is slate for May of this year. You guys uh, gonna see that? I do want to see it. Yeah, definitely. It does look good, I have to say. Um, so it should feature uh, Mystique, uh, Quicksilver, uh, Beast is gonna be in it, Gambit, uh, Magneto. It's, it's it's basically a lot of the cast from uh, Days of Future Past. Have you guys yeah. seen the trailer yet? Uh, I don't think I have actually. Because it makes me wonder, really, what is happening, have, what's going on with Mystique. Because, like, in the trailer, she's like, oh, I've got to come back to kind of the good side uh, and and kind of help the X-Men out. But, yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit, I'm intrigued to see it, just to see kind of more about Mystique. Jennifer Lawrence has said she doesn't really want to play Mystique anymore, so... yeah. Could could spell the end for that, but yeah, we'll see, I guess. So we talked a little bit about Suicide Squad. We've got um, in October, right about October time, there's a, a Gambit film coming out, played by. Um, I'm cautious about that. Uh, yeah, what's his it's, name? It's a t- it's a tough one because he's not really a big name character, is it? So it's like I think he's an it's an extremely popular character within the X Men that hasn't mm. you know, he hasn't got a lot of screen time. He got a bit in. Uh, X-Men Origins again, but again, you know, it was it was unpopular. It was an unpopular film. It wasn't a good film. It was an unpopular take on the character. So, yeah, I just... So it's the, the dude out of 21 Jump Street is going to be playing him. Um, uh, Tantum. Ch- Channing Tantum. Channing Tatum. Tatum, yeah, that's it, yeah. He's playing him. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, one that I'm quite interested in for November this year is Doctor Strange. I, I think that's yeah, going to be yeah, really yeah. interesting. Yeah. You think that's going to be good? Benedict Cumberbatch is uh, slated to play him, which uh, he's, I don't a, he's think good, people know good actor. 
sorry, I don't think people know that enough about that character, you know what I mean? Only the real comic book fans will know People didn't really know. I mean, I'll, I'll just go back to what I was saying earlier, however, about that, because people didn't really know who Iron Man was, and I think Marvel just proved that they could make a film that was really, really good out of a character that people didn't really know a lot about. Mm. So I think, you know, they can definitely do it. Yeah. And so the last one I got on my list to watch this year, uh, which is in November, around November time, is uh, Sinister Six. So um, I think that should be quite good. Although uh, I'm not too sure about the Vulture. I've never liked the Vulture as a character. So he seems a bit no. lame. He like sucks people's youth, doesn't he? <laughs> you know, like yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. That was that was his superpower, wasn't it? It makes people old. <laughs> yeah. He's like some old dude with, with wings. He flies around, grabs people, and turns them into old people. Exactly. <laughs> um, so we'll see we'll see if that's any really good um, it'll be interesting to see who they get to play Spider-Man for that one it's going to be that young guy isn't it it's, it's, it's that young kid maybe yeah. but by the time November comes around they'll probably reboot Spider-Man again anyway so yeah it does seem to be the, uh, <laughs> the sort of trend uh, yeah okay so uh, I guess that's it from uh, World Gear Podcast the world's first ever third World Gear Podcast <laughs> You hear that beeping thing again? No, no. You can't hear it. Oh man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break that thing, man. Um, yeah, so that's it from the third ever What Gear podcast. Uh, covered a lot, a lot of, uh, covered a lot of topics. Uh, if there's anything you guys want us to talk about next week, um, just uh, tweet us or even go to the website and leave a comment under the under the podcast videos, uh, or you can tweet Dave or Charlie. Um, you want to find um, more stuff like this head to whatgear.net you want to check out the what gear videos head over to what gear on YouTube it's one word what gear <laughs> uh, keep an eye out for uh, keep an eye out for uh, more uh, what gear podcast uh, I guess that's it for me they call me the games master uh, Amy Dave and Cartoon Charlie peace latest potatoes <laughs>